if you turn around and go, I am blocked, this is just something writers say because we're really clever. It sounds like it has nothing to do with you. I would love to write today, but I am blocked. The gods have done it to me. And it's not true. Cellists don't have cellist block. Gardeners don't have gardener's block. TV hosts don't have TV host block. But writers have claimed all the blocks. And we think it's a real thing. Neil Gaiman Welcome to Angry Typewriter, a podcast about writing and the writing life. I'm Paul, and today's episode is about one of the greatest myths ever perpetrated on writers or by writers, the dreaded writer's block. Now, some of you writers listening are already protesting. Of course, writer's block exists. I've got it right now. You probably dismissed the quote from Neil Gaiman at the beginning right out of hand. Like Neil Gaiman doesn't know what he's talking about. Whatever. But I understand the reaction. The idea of writer's block is so ingrained just in our culture that anytime a writer is not writing, he or she is automatically considered to be blocked. Hell, most of us learn about writer's block before we ever put a word on the page. And that's just not good. Because at its bottom line, writer's block is nothing more than an excuse for us to not write. And as every writer knows, the last thing we need is one more excuse to not write. Now most books, articles, and even podcasts about this subject will go into what writer's block is and how you can fix it. You know, different suggestions and tips to get out of that slump. Well, I'm going to do things a little backwards. The first thing I'm going to do is tell you how to break out of your supposed writer's block. And then I'm going to talk about what it is that we think is blocking us. Stick with me. It'll all make sense in the end. I really have only one tip for you to break your writer's block because there is only one thing that will. You need to write. You need to write every day. You need to write every day whether you want to or not. You need to write every day, even if what you're putting on the page is complete crap, because even the best writers put complete crap on the page every single day. The only way to get unblocked, in quotes, is to write. Even if I'm unable to convince you that writer's block doesn't exist, keep writing. Hell, write about your writer's block. As Charles Bukowski said, writing about writer's block is better than not writing at all. Try switching genres. Switch from fiction to nonfiction. Write short stories. Write poetry, no matter how bad it is. But write something. Writing is the one and only way to get out of a block, a slump, whatever you want to call it. So just do it. Now there is some encouragement here as well. It's not all angry here at Angry Typewriter. 
Neil Gaiman offers an alternative word to blocked that isn't really an excuse, but a fact. He says he doesn't get blocked, but he sometimes gets stuck. When we come back, we're going to look at a few things that can cause us to get stuck when we're writing and how to get out of them. We'll be right back. So what are some of the things that can cause us to get stuck as writers? And what can we do about them? Well, the answer to what can we do about any of the things I'm going to talk about is the same as I mentioned earlier. Write. You have to write. You have to be writing every day, whether you want to or not. I cannot, I cannot possibly hammer this home enough. And it's something that I fail at all the time. So I'm not sitting here from some position of judgment. I'm hammering myself as much as I'm hammering anybody else. So why do we get stuck as writers? Well, I think the first and foremost reason, and I've mentioned this in multiple podcasts, is procrastination. Because writers, for whatever reason, are the single biggest procrastinators on the planet. We put off writing more than anyone else puts off anything else they do. I mean, a kid who's a guitarist will sit in his room for 10 hours straight learning Van Halen songs and not think twice about it. When's the last time you wrote for 10 hours straight? But we both supposedly love what we're doing equally, right? I think for some of us, maybe a lot of us, We like the idea of being a writer far more than we like the work of actually writing. Because it is work. Make no mistake about it. It's some of the hardest work you'll ever do. Completing a 75,000 word novel, man, that is harder than running a marathon. It's harder than running two marathons. And as humans, we naturally like to avoid work sometimes. As writers, we like to avoid it a lot. And if you're a procrastinating writer, you have one of the greatest excuses in the world built in. Oh, I'm not writing because I'm blocked. Well, I think we've established that that's just a bunch of crap. So stop procrastinating, get off your ass, pick up that pen, and get after it. Now once we get past the near-mythic ability of writers to find ways to not write, We run into some actual things that can really get us stuck. For me, and I think for most, if you think about it, there are two key things that will bog us down as writers. The first is getting fully committed to an idea in our head that really just isn't a good story. Maybe we heard an anecdote or saw a news article and thought, That will make an amazing book. But when you sit down to actually write it, well, it's more of a postcard than a book. It was an anecdote for a reason. But we're so stubborn, we're so committed, we're so jealously guarding our ideas, almost like our children, because they are like our children, 
that will try to push through and make something out of nothing. Now, there are literary geniuses that had the ability to make something out of nothing. But most of us can't flesh out a 50,000-word story that's really only worth about 500 words. Maybe you could make it into flash fiction. Maybe that's exactly what you should do. But sometimes you just have to let it go. Along the same lines of a misguided idea. I don't want to call it a bad idea because for writers, there's no such thing as a bad idea. Just ideas that didn't work on the page. But just as an example, say you watch the entire Game of Thrones series. And like most people who did, I didn't, and I didn't read the books, were disappointed with the finale. Well, first let me say that the common consensus is that the finale was bad and the last season was bad because the writers aren't any good and weren't any good once they ran out of George R. R. Martin's material. So take heart, writers. There's always hope for good writers out there. Anyway, I digress. Say you love the series and you think you can write the next great fantasy series. Well, wonderful. Maybe you can. But let me ask you, have you been reading fantasy your whole life? Or was Game of Thrones and maybe the Lord of the Rings movie your only exposure to the fantasy genre? Because if it was, you may someday be able to write a good fantasy novel. But it's going to take you a long, long time. Good fantasy writers have been reading fantasy since they were children. And they know how to build not just complex characters and complex plots, but entire new worlds that make sense through an entire book. If you haven't been reading fantasy your whole life, it's going to be hard for you. And it's going to look thin. I mentioned both of these examples because what will often happen to a writer is that they get married to an idea that won't go very far and rather than discarding it and moving on to the next one they hold tight to it and work on it and fiddle with it and tinker for years and years and it becomes their proverbial great American novel in progress and they're stuck now they may tell people they're blocked but basically they hit a wall because they ran out of story now if you don't care about ever finishing a story well then that's not a problem but then you're also not really a writer I have notebooks full of ideas half-finished stories half-finished novels that will probably never go anywhere. But at least I let them go and moved on to something else. If you don't let them go, you're not blocked, but you are stuck. And believe me, it can be hard to admit that that screenplay about the life of Sylvia Beach may never actually get made because you'll never finish it. But if you're going to be a writer, you have to be self-aware enough and self-critical enough 
to recognize it and move on to the next thing. The second thing, and one that I think is far more common, that will get riders stuck and make them believe that they're blocked, isn't being married to one idea. It's having far too many at once. If you're a writer, it's only natural that you pull ideas from everywhere. Snippets of conversation, something you saw on television, something you read. And what can happen is you can start having multiple works in progress going at the same time, which in and of itself isn't a bad thing, but it can become not a block because we don't like the word block, but it can get you stuck on any one thing because you're trying to do too many things at once. And ultimately what you're doing is you're using each idea as an excuse to not finish one of them. I mean, I myself currently have three different works in progress for the same novel series, my last word series. I think all of them are completely viable, but I'm working on all three of them at once. And I'm making a little bit of progress, but there's a problem with it. It's kind of like the problem of having a whole lot of doors in front of you and having to choose one of them. Because once you've chosen that one, you've closed off all the other options. And nobody wants to close off options. So I'll work on a chapter of one book, but when it reaches a difficult point, and I'm not necessarily sure which way to go, rather than squeezing my brain, as Zafon says in the Angels game, and pushing through it, I set it to the side and go to one of the other ones. That's not a recipe for ever finishing anything. What you then have is a whole lot of works in progress but nothing complete. When you get stuck in this way, what you have to tell yourself is that you're going to finish one, no matter what it takes, because the others, if they're good enough to actually become something, will still be there when you go back to them. It's hard to do, because it's easy to quit when the writing gets tough. Don't do it. There's something else you shouldn't do, and this is where the angry part of angry typewriter is going to rear its ugly head again. If you're a writer, there is a huge temptation to get sucked into social media where you talk about writing and don't actually write. I do it myself. I am on Twitter way more than I should be. But I try to not be on Twitter until after I have written for the day. I don't always succeed, but that's a goal you need to set for yourself because nothing will get you stuck quicker than social media of any kind, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube even. Just, you need to guard that time where you write and not do anything else before that because in that particular case, you're not stuck. You're just putting it off, you're lazy, you're easily distracted, you're a writer basically. We're worse than Cocker Spaniels. But I bring it up partly because I see a whole lot of writers who are on social media 
no matter what time of the day I may get on. And as you look closer into their profile, you find they've never finished one book and they're already talking about, you know, the work in progress, the main characters, whatever it may be. You don't talk about that until it's done, at least until the first one's done. If you've got four books under your belt and you want to be on social media talking about your current work in progress, have at it. But until then, you don't talk about it. You just do it, get it done, and move on. You may see Stephen King talk about an upcoming book, but you don't ever see him tweeting when he's in the middle of writing it. And part of the reason for that, and one of the things that new writers can get into trouble with, is then people start throwing suggestions out. I mean, the comment streams are enormous. Well, as I talked about with having too many ideas, if you're a writer and you put out, well, this is where I am on this chapter and my main characters run into this obstacle, what do you think? And you get 125 responses, that has just completely skewed your own vision of what could happen. And now it's not you writing, it's writing by consensus. And nobody needs that. So if you're going to get on Twitter, do it after you write. If you haven't finished your first book, don't talk about the book until it's done. Finally, you may be wondering, well, why aren't you writing right now instead of doing this stupid podcast? Well, I have a good answer to that. I write in the morning and early afternoon and I podcast late at night. So they don't conflict with each other at all. I couldn't write a single coherent sentence right now if I had to, but I can talk up a storm. So I'm not blocked because I'm podcasting, because I'm not blocked, because blocks don't exist. And if you need further proof, I'll give you a quote from another great author. This time, from Terry Pratchett. There's no such thing as writer's block. That was invented by people in California who couldn't write. That pretty much sums it up. Keep on writing. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Angry Typewriter. I hope it's been both informative and entertaining, especially for you writers out there. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'd also consider clicking on the support this podcast link on the Anchor site. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep these episodes coming, and it will also go a long way making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.